Up Podcast. This is Match Lava, and we're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava. And today is Saturday, May first, twenty twenty one. It's May. It's May already. It's crazy. It's the fifth month of the year, and we we're just like cruising through twenty twenty one. It feels like it just feels like it's flying by, and in a way that that I really didn't expect it to. I mean, it just feels like I was sitting in. I think it was my girlfriend's parents house just talking to her a little bit about some of the new year's resolutions that I had and we were just discussing some of the things that we were thinking about doing for the year things that some of our goals and stuff like that and I'm sitting here going like it's May some of those I haven't started on and it feels like that's how new year's resolutions sometimes go so that's kind of something I'm still trying to work on and trying to get some of those things started up here I have wanted to do some stuff with my podcast do like some interviews and stuff like that that would be really cool I just got to find some time and I feel like there's I feel like there's no time but in all reality I mean it, there's enough waste of time in my day where I either get distracted with something or just flat out don't do what I'm supposed to be doing and it's been like that the past couple of days just because I mean my, a lot of my family's been home like just immediate family so I've been able to see them a lot more than normal and been hanging out with them but really like I've been probably taking a little bit too much time and not working on my business as much as I should. And so that's kind of the thing. The the balance is tough. It really is. And I think you see a lot of people struggle with that. And it really just comes down to if you're going to take a break, at least for me, like if I'm going to take a break for uh, 10, 15 minutes, like actually setting a hard timer or something to like get up and go back to work. Because that's the thing that's kind of a, a difficult thing for me, trying to go back and start something, especially if I don't enjoy it. And that's kind of been what the past couple of days have been for me working on making a new spreadsheet it's been a complete it's just been for me just aggravating because I feel like it's not working I feel like it's not going to come together well it's starting to actually work now basically I want to be able to outsource the the listing part of my business and in order to do that I kind of looked back at my spreadsheet and realized there was way too many variables in play for somebody to go through and now there's kind of a little bit reverse now there's a lot more for somebody to try and and pick from but it's a little bit simpler so there's less platforms because for every ebay every possible way i could sell something on ebay so if it was top rated plus or maybe it was just with a store or just like a regular ebay sale without a store i had different options that you could choose for all those and it was really confusing now it's just you pick you sold it on ebay you pick the category and you pick whether it was top rated or not and you're good to go and it works the same way for all platforms. So it's super easy to use, but barring that eBay's categories, there's like 60 of them, it's just kind of like, okay, now how do I like narrow some of these down? You don't want to cut them out because if you end up selling something in computer hardware and you get that, I think it's like 8.7 or 6.55%, or maybe gaming consoles are 6.55% if you own a basic store or above on eBay, well, you want to be able to account for that. You don't want to say that you have less money than you actually do you don't want to, I mean, that's not, that's not the way you want to go. You want to see how much money you have day in and day out and have it be an accurate representation of your business, both for tax purposes and just for your own benefit to, to know what you can put into a new investment or some new item that's coming out. So that's kind of what I've been working on recently. I've talked about it a little bit, but that's really what my focus was today. I also ran this morning for, I ran the bot that I use primarily for foot sites for the Jordan 13 Red Flints. Did not hit a single thing, and I'm starting to get really frustrated with it because there was a ton of stock for these things. They were a very, very general release, a lot of stock. I mean, a lot more than we normally see for just Jordan releases. It was pretty healthy, and I didn't hit a single thing. The only thing I hit was on the sneakers app, and there was about, from what I was seeing, very, very much less stock on Nike 
Facebook.com versus like some of these other sites that were releasing. So that was a bummer for me because I really did want to hit a few pairs of those. I thought that it was a pretty good chance of hitting. And I think the foot sites, they're just a mess right now. It, they're, they're really terrible. It's just, I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know how they're doing what they're doing or what their, their general, like how they're coming up with how to block ver different bots versus other bots. But it seems like a mess. And from what I'm hearing, people that are doing manual can't cop either. So now it's like, okay, bots can't cop, manual users can't cop. I don't actually know who's hitting. And I saw that people were still getting checkouts like throughout the day around like 3 p.m., which is just not normal. That's not that's not how a, a release should go that starts at 10 o'clock. So it, it's a mess. It's, it's kind of an issue. I wasted a lot of money on it, which is not fun to do. And I'm starting to get a little bit like hesitant about even running for sneaker releases at this point because it is just becoming a big like time sink and it wastes a lot of time, wastes a lot of capital. It's just not ideal because you're paying monthly fees for bots you're paying fees for proxies you're paying your your own time forward to hopefully be able to hit sneakers and you roll around saturday morning completely missed so needless to say it was a messy release i didn't even list the shoes that i got today i was really focused on my spreadsheet probably should have got them listed up i may list them up right now actually but it's just one of those things where it was kind of a disappointing release and i almost wanted to get away from it and just not think about it anymore because i was really looking forward to this release for probably the last few weeks i thought that it was going to do really well and from what I was seeing, it was supposed to do really well. And resale prices look pretty decent, especially for you, those of you who don't have, like who aren't charged tax for shoes or, or clothing because that maybe your state doesn't do that. I live in a state that doesn't do that. So it's really nice because I end up getting like an extra nine, 10 bucks on a pair of shoes that can turn a $20 pair of shoes into a $30 profit pair of shoes. And that can make you, I mean, $30 profit if you're making multiple sales of something like that, that's pretty good. So that's kind of something that I do look for, but it was a bummer that I didn't hit, so I kind of moved on from the day and went to something that was a lot less fun in building the spreadsheet that I've been working on. So that's kind of what my days consisted of. The, the reason, though, that I've been talking about that is because my ultimate goal is to, at some point, learn how to create different computer macros, throw those on my computer, and then just hit, like, a control and then a key and then be able to basically automatically list my stuff onto eBay. That's what I've been watching on YouTube with Daily Refinement. He kind of has a, a system down for that, and I think I could kind of modify it to the system that I use now, which would be nice. Just kind of got to learn how to do that. And he has a course on it. So I'm probably going to take that at some point just because it like if there's somebody that knows how to make macros for eBay listing, it would be him. And it seems like a, a huge win there, like a massive time saver. So that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. But I did want to talk about eBay a little bit because this has been something that I've been trying to push a little bit whenever I make content on Instagram or content on my podcast is what are we looking for? And what is the things that I wish I would have known when I first started eBay? And what I want to talk about today is what I wish I would have known as far as what matters in an eBay listing. So I'm just going to run through an eBay listing real quick. I've talked about eBay listings before. I've talked about how I make my eBay listings. I've talked about all that kind of stuff. You can look through my podcast if you'd like. Just search up Road to Freedom Pod and then whatever the topic is. And at some point, it'll probably pop up. But I do want to talk about what matters to an eBay listing because there's a lot of variables with an eBay listing. You have the title, you have the photos, you have the item specifics, you have the description, you have whether or not you offer free returns, what shipping services you use, whether or not you promote your listing, and then if you want to do a multi-layer discount, and then you can do other stuff like run a constant sale on your eBay store. Like There's all sorts of things you can do. And so that's what I'm looking at right now. What can I do to make this process better? And what would I have done or what would I have told myself when I was starting? And really, the most important things, in my opinion, to an eBay 
an eBay listing, if you're going to do two things and you're going to do them well, you need to have a good you need to have a good listing title. It needs to be descriptive. It needs to be easy to understand. It doesn't have to be anything world breaking. It just has to be simple enough and, and and easy enough for somebody to read and understand. And you can go through. One of my favorite things to do is go through and look at some of these eBay listings that people are making and look at the ones that catch your eye. And I don't do this enough, but whenever I am scrolling for a good one to take, whether it's like when I was selling a lot of PlayStations, I literally put like a couple hours into finding a good listing that was getting a consistent amount of traffic, a consistent amount of sales. And I took it and I, I basically used it as my own. And it was nice because they had done some different things with their title. They had, it was almost like a YouTube title. If you go on YouTube and you search up like a, a good YouTube content creator and how they make their titles, they'll like uppercase certain words. They'll put things in parentheses to maybe break them apart from other things. They'll break up their title so it's easy to understand the important things or the things that draw you in are, are in big uppercase letters or there's something distinctive about them that kind of catches your eye and you stop and you look at it and you, you may even click on it. And that's really the, one of the most important things. If you can get that down, and I don't do a good enough job of this. I don't do any of the uppercasing stuff. Like, I don't break stuff up. I basically throw a string of words together. But honestly, if you can make your title as simple to follow as possible and easy for the person to understand, that's going to be your biggest help there. I always put the brand first, then the item, then the size, if it's like shoes or clothing, and the gender. So, like, men's size 12 or whatever, like for shoes. Or... If it's not clothing and there's no size or whatever, put the color. I put whether or not if it's new. I try and put new in there if it, if if it fits in the title. Then I always put free ship because I don't want people to. It's very easy to filter by free shipping, but it, I don't want them to be stuck in not realizing that you can either look and filter by free shipping or that you can. It's just easier for them to see. Okay, free ship like right in the title. It's right there. I think that it works. I think that it really does, and so that's why I put it in my title. Now it's not generating me any more leads based off of a search description, unless somebody's typing in Jordan Three Midnight Navy free shipping. I don't know. Maybe people are, but in my perspective, it's the people are searching for things, and when they're scrolling through the titles, oh, this one is free shipping, and then it catches their eye. Another thing I've seen people do is use emojis. I don't use emojis because they take up two character spaces. I don't use them all that often. I will use them sometimes if I see a listing doing really well using it in the title. I'll grab that title, use the exact same thing, and just keep it moving. They do work, though. They definitely catch my eye when I'm on a page. If you use I mean, just if you use a bunch of fire or a bunch of siren emojis, you're going to get somebody's attention. Now, it may not be the right kind of attention. They may just click on your listing. It may not be good. Your pictures may be off. Your description may not be there. You may have really bad item specifics, and they're just like, this person seems like they're some sort of whack job using emojis, or they're like 12 years old and just learned how to list on eBay, and they may click out of it, and that's that's not good because once people click on your item and you don't convert, that negatively impacts you. Now, you want to get as many people viewing your item as you can, obviously, because that helps bring more traffic in, but if if you're getting a bunch of people coming to your item and not converting because they think that it's a really, really poorly made, uh, written, like, item kind of listing, you don't want that. That's not good because it's going to drive down your conversion rate and eBay's not going to drive as many people towards your listing and then it won't sell. So that's what you want to avoid, but it does help. If you have a decent item kind of pictures, you have a decent description, you have a very good item specifics and it just looks legitimate. You offer free returns and free shipping and stuff like that. Somebody's not going to think twice and they may be drawn to your item by using emojis. And I may have to actually do that a little bit more. I heard that it doesn't help you in the search algorithm, that it actually hurts you. 
but I've seen more than enough times that items with emojis and characters and stuff like that have sold plenty, plenty well, and there's no real issue with that. So I don't really believe that whole theory and, and that kind of thing that emojis are really negative to you. I wouldn't use them if you don't need to, but if you're trying to, if you're in a really competitive market and you're trying to get the person's attention and you know your listing's good, maybe just use them in the title. So titles are very important. The, the thing that also helps obviously is photos and I'm going to lump that in and even say photos and item specifics. Item specifics are good for people searching on eBay. eBay likes it. The algorithm really pushes items that have all their item specifics kind of filled out. It likes that a lot because you can see whenever you're filling out item specifics, there's a little circle at the top of the, the item specifics section on eBay where you can see how close you are to getting like a full circle or having all the possible item specifics that they want filled out. So I'll go through and I'll fill as many of those out as I can just because it usually is placed in my benefit because eBay promotes listings or pushes them towards the top of the search results the more item specifics that they have filled out, barring that they're correct. I mean, if the pair of shoes is red and you're saying that they're purple in the color, probably not going to be that helpful. But if you're doing a good job with those and actually trying to be honest, and I mean, there's stuff that I cheat on a little bit. If it says pattern, I just put solid for everything, unless it's like clearly like striped or polka dotted or something. But like almost everything else, just solid. Like it's it's just a filler. It doesn't matter. Nobody's searching for a solid pair of shoes, maybe solid white. So like, okay, you got it covered if it's all white. But like if you're, if you're selling a pair of... I don't know, the, the, the pair of shoes for whatever reason that's coming to my mind right now is the Air Force One LA versus LA, I think, or or back to LA. They're like a black, gold, white, red, and blue shoe. Obviously not one solid color at all. And I put solid for those just because each of the panels is solid. And who cares? Like nobody's going to be searching up that shoe to to get a solid color shoe. They obviously, if they're looking for that shoe, know that it's not. And if it's in your photos, you'd have to be blind to miss it. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing there. I do put as many accurate item specifics as I can. That does really drive traffic to your item just because eBay's algorithm favors that. Now, back to item photos. That, on the other hand, is just really, really helpful because eBay says that they really favor photos that are have a white background. I think they look cleaner if you can do them right. So like daily refinement, he takes all of his photos on a white background and then he photo edits them. Like he has a photo editing app. I think it's photo room and you can look that up on the app store or on Google play. And you should be able to find it there. It's supposedly really nice. I've seen a lot of resellers use it. I don't use it personally myself just because I think it's a waste of time, but he seems to think it's a good idea. I just, I don't, I, I, I think that a wooden background crushes almost all the time and they do have a wooden background template that you can put behind your item and make it look like it's sitting on that that's fine i use remove.bg and then i just found like a really really nice wooden background template off of google from like google images and i just throw it on the background of whatever item i use in there it's pretty quick i don't do it for every listing it's only if i'm really trying to go above and beyond most of the time i have a setup in my garage that i just use for items that are smaller i'll take the photos on the it's basically like just a piece of foam board and then some contact paper you can look up look it up on amazon it's it's basically like a big sticker of uh, that looks like wood paneling so that's all i did and it was super cheap super easy to put up super lightweight very portable like everything that you would want that's what I did and works really well I think it looks good I think it looks really nice for photos especially of shoes and if you go look at like people like Rinzi now the the two the couple that's up from I think they're in Maine they do a lot of shoes I mean way 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 more shoes than than I've ever done 
and they do a lot of used shoes they do a lot of new shoes but they do all of their shoes all their photos for them inside of like a wooden box or at least they did up until they, they changed it which I don't think that they did so as, as far as I know they do them all inside this wooden box that they made where they have bright photo lights just pointed right on the inside of the box and when I first saw that I thought these guys what are they doing like they, this is this doesn't make any sense this is this isn't what eBay wants this isn't what back this isn't what the platforms want and then they're listing on Poshmark Mercari albeit not just eBay and I don't even know if they were doing eBay at first but they were making a ton of sales and I was like I finally just kind of sat down and thought this doesn't matter like none of this background stuff is a big deal unless you're trying to really convert traffic from Google which that makes sense if you're really trying to get on the Google shop tab where they bring over customers from Google shop shop to eBay which I use a fair amount it still like that'll convert a little bit better because it's white it goes with Google's background whenever you Google something it's a white backdrop like okay I get it but at the same time I don't know I think that most people are going to eBay by eBay and if I miss a couple sales off of Google Shop and, and I save myself the time and I get more sales to convert on eBay, I'm fine with it. And I think that wooden backgrounds just look cleaner. I, I buy, I love when people take like a photo on their, their floor and it's a hardwood floor because it can, if it's like a lighter wood, it sounds really weird, but if it's a lighter hardwood, it really does make the item pop out. And I've seen in, this is not based on like straight numbers or anything, but most of the time I do a lot of research on trying to figure out which photos will do the best, which photos tend to sell better which types of listings sell better like when I'm really really trying to get a listing to do well I will go do my research and a lot of the time when I'm looking up a PlayStation or an Xbox or I'm looking at some sort of hype pair of shoes the best ones always are somebody threw them on the hardware floor and took a photo of them I don't know why I don't know why people like it so much I think it just looks clean and people kind of gravitate toward that and when you have that kind of stark contrast between the the box of whatever you're trying to sell or the actual item itself between that and the hardwood it just looks good and people they think okay this is a clean clean looking background this is a clean looking photo altogether obviously somebody who took this photo probably doesn't just treat their their store haphazardly and a lot of times it sells really well and I see a lot of of higher price sales with that sort of a background so that's what I use and that's just kind of how I, I roll with it but that's important I think that your background is is important as in try and get something that looks clean it, it can be white it can be hardwood it can be stone I don't care what it is make sure that whatever your item is stands out from it though you don't want the item to pop you don't want your background to pop you only use like a variation of like all these colored stone as your background and then your item kind of blends in you want to have the item be the focal point of the photo but that sort of thing matters because if, if the item if the photo makes you want to click on it which sounds weird you may be sitting here new and think who cares but if the photo makes you want to click on it and go through ebay look up anything look up literally anything i mean anything popular right now look up the pair of shoes that came out a few weeks ago the flint or not the flint the midnight navy threes or look up playstation fives like the digital edition or the the disc edition look up those and see which ones pop out to you and try and mimic those types of photos that's what i do because it does really help and you'll be able to make more sales that way at least in my experience and opinion because you'll be able to see the the buyers kind of gravitate towards photos that look better and so that's what i do that the photos the listing title and then the item specifics are your three main drivers the other things that help if you're going to do free returns you're going to get more sales that's just kind of the way it goes i see that i'm going to get more sales when i do free returns i see that more sales tend to come in people are more more likely to buy now they're more likely to return too but i don't really see a huge spike in returns it's just that 
they're obviously going to be more likely to return than less likely to return if I give free returns, but how much more? I mean, if it's if it's 0.001% more, does it really matter? So that's the thing. I, I don't really think it does. I don't really see a huge spike in returns. It obviously sucks when you have to eat the cost of the shipping, but at the same time, you don't get that many returns in, in any sort of time period that it's going to matter to you. So there may be a week where you have a bunch of returns and you feel like you're losing money, and you may be, but overall, you're not going to be losing money, and overall, it'll play out better. So that's what I do. Free returns, Free shipping is another huge one. Some people like it, some people don't. It makes sense if you're trying to do a lot of like low offers. So if people are offering you a lot, maybe making offers and, and you have items up for 20, 25, 30 bucks and people are offering you 10, 15, 20, maybe you're only paying a couple bucks for each item and you're going to take those sort of offers. It does make sense to have some shipping costs built into there just because you're you're not going to lose your tail on shipping whenever you sell an item like that. And you can go as low as you want, not really have to worry about shipping playing into it as well. Like I get that. But if you're going to be selling high-priced items, just do free shipping unless it's something massive, like some sort of massive, um, I don't know, outdoor item or like a grill or like some sort of dryer or washer, like some big piece of machinery or something extremely heavy that's over like 100 pounds. That sort of thing I'd have them pay shipping for just so you don't have to worry about it. But if it's under like 100 pounds and, and you think you're going to be fine, you're making a massive profit on it probably do free shipping throw it on fedex and and you'll be fine i mean as long as it's not super bulky or something the price isn't going to shoot through the roof you're going to make a lot of money on it so i do free shipping because i'm trying to get things sold as quickly as possible so those things really impact it i mean price is another big one you want to have a price that's competitive go do your research and, and do sold comps and look at what's selling what's not if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty click sold comps uncheck that and only click the completed sales and you'll see other sales that have come in you'll see sold ones as well but you'll see the ones that didn't sell and you can go through those and say why didn't these sell i mean if you're really trying to get into it if you're really trying to research it that can be another thing to use too and then the last thing that really really helps is the the offering a discount on like multi uh, like a multi-purchase so like if somebody if you have like 10 of an item and at the bottom of the listing on desktop it shows that you can do for two items purchased like one one to i don't know 50 percent off of each item and then for two items purchased how much do you want to take off of each item it's basically incentivizing people to buy more from you in one clip and i always make sure that i just basically give them the discount that it would be for shipping that i'm saving so i'm still making the same amount of money but i'm giving them the discount that i would be saving in shipping pass forward to them so i'm not making any more money but i am making the sales all to one person which does help me out a lot and it saves me that the extra shipping it saves me extra time so that is valuable to me so in return i'll pass off the cost to them save myself some time and get things shipped all together and that sort of thing does play in as well i believe that ebay wants to push that they obviously want to get more sales in a single listing than than not and they're using up server space and all these different things whenever they make a listing each listing takes up a small small percentage of space on their servers so the less listings they have the better as long as they're all converting the same so they kind of want to maximize the the listing potential and doing multiple sales on one listing does that for them so they want you to do that you obviously want to do that because you want to make more sales in a single a single clip than not and so that's kind of why i encourage that as well now the thing that i didn't touch on was description i don't think a description matters that much i mean say what the item is say the the dimensions in it if you really want to get into it and you're, you're talking about clothing or something not a bad thing to put in there other than that i literally copy and paste the title that i put on the listing i bold it and then i just put this item is whatever new or used i will box and ship immediately if it's a pre-order i say upon arrival box and ship immediately upon arrival that way they know i don't have it in hand yet and just for pre-orders i never use like in-hand photos 
I, I don't do that because obviously like I get the box and it could be totally destroyed. So I don't want to do that to the buyer and have them think or convince them that I have it in hand right now, even though I don't. So I always use stock images for that, which people go back and forth, whether or not you're going to get Vero'd for that, which means that they kind of like take your eBay account away for a little bit and suspend you because you're using other company photos. I've never had that issue, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. But I, I typically will just do a very generic description. Hey, here's the title again in bold. Here is the description of it's a new item. I'm gonna box and ship it immediately. And here's my return policy. All items that are returned must be returned in the same exact condition as they were received. Or if it's a new item, I say, must be returned new and unopened and unused that way they know that they can't return something that they've used it happens all the time i get returns like that anyways but you can at least take the discount on ebay and give them 50 percent back on what they actually did if you really want to but you can give them any sort of any sort of amount back in between zero and 50 percent kind of do what works for you so that's kind of what i do it really doesn't matter the description is not a big deal those other things really your title your photos and your item specifics if you can do those every time and then you want to go the extra mile and do free shipping for your turns you're going to make a lot more sales so that's what i wish somebody would have told me i wish they would have told me hey you're going to be in this for the long term this isn't something short so don't just waste your time don't just do all paid shipping don't just do all no returns because you're going to get the returns if they really want to do a return they'll just say that you lied they'll say that you did you did not describe your item accurately and they'll get the return through anyways so you might as well just do free returns or at least offer the buyer returns buyer paid either way it's going to still come back to you all three ways no returns buyer paid returns or free returns it's just that the other free returns if you're a top rated seller you get coverage if not it at least makes more sales because ebay is going to promote your items up more people are going to buy your items because they see you offer returns and they're going to convert more often so that's what you want to have happen that's what i would focus on if you're learning ebay right now and you're wanting to get at it and that's what I wish somebody would have told me when I first started eBay. So I'm going to wrap this thing up. I got a lot to do tonight, but you guys have a great rest of your Saturday. And I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.